Welcome to the Well Hello Magic Podcast, hosted by me, Jessica Mickelson. My goal is to teach you how to have a memorable Disney vacation. As a mom of four, military wife, and lifelong Disney goer, I want to share the magic of the parks with you and help you experience that magic at home too. You can find me at Well Hello Magic on all social media platforms. And my main hub is www.wellhellomagic.com, which has everything you need for a successful Disney trip and more. Thank you for listening. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, Disney family. I cannot believe it has been a whole month since I've released a podcast. April had so many awesome and fun things happen in it. And I did record a podcast that went over some of those things. But with all the Disney news that came out yesterday, I was like, I need to rework this podcast schedule and let's discuss all of the things that Walt Disney World is saying they are bringing back in 2024. Are we going to see our old Disney back? I don't know. I'm hoping that it's actually a more improved Disney, better than it was before the pandemic because we've worked out some of the kinks. So if you're new here, this is the first time you're listening to my podcast. I'm going to do a little reintroduction because I feel like this is a reboot. Um, my podcast, I usually try to keep it 30 minutes long. Realistically, that's all the time we have. I am a busy mom of four kids. So I want to give you the information you need that one is going to help you fall in love with Disney to help you plan the ultimate Disney vacation that you get to enjoy. So many of the people who plan the trip don't get to enjoy it. And I don't like that. If I'm going to Walt Disney World, it's for me too. I want to enjoy it with my kids. I want to be able to soak it up. Yes, I'm the planner, but I want to be laughing and smiling and in the pictures too. So that is always my goal with all these podcasts. Yes, I do throw in a lot of motherhood stuff. I am right in the thick of it. My kids are 11, 8, 8, and 2 years old. So I am toddler to preteen right now. I love motherhood. I am enjoying every moment. It is crazy. My kids are not perfect. My marriage is not perfect. My house is not clean and I love every second. So thank you for being here. And in order to keep this podcast under 30 minutes, we are going to dive right in to the first topic of the five big changes that were announced yesterday by Disney. So the first thing is going to be removing theme park reservation requirements for date-based tickets. Majority of people buy date-based tickets because when you log on to Disney and you purchase through Disney, you're usually selecting the first day of the date that you want to start going to the park and then you have a certain amount of days to use it. When you book a package through Disney that includes your resort or through a travel agent, it has a start date for that ticket. So most people are going to fall under this category. For instance, if you buy a three-day ticket from your start date, that ticket will expire in five days. Same thing if you buy a 10-day ticket, you basically have 14 days to use those 10 days of park days. So a lot of people are already buying date-based tickets and they don't even realize that that is the ticket that they already have. So what does that change for most people who are planning their trip? Honestly, really nothing. I think there was more frustration with the idea of having to make a park reservation and forgetting for a lot of the out-of-town guests because a lot of times when we're planning our Disney vacation, we're planning our days anyway, and we're usually going to the park in the morning and planning what we're going to do each day. So for those who are traveling to Disney, this just takes off the stress of having to make that park reservation and showing up and realizing you can't get in the park. One of my family 
members was like, I don't understand why people are so upset about park reservations. And really the issue was that we were forgetting to make them because it was something we didn't need to do prior to the pandemic. So here are the people who are still going to be affected. Definitely military members, because when we purchase tickets, we don't necessarily purchase date-based tickets, especially with our discounted salute tickets. Those are just tickets that we can use anytime during the year. Just because of the typical military schedule, you may plan a trip to Walt Disney World, and then all of a sudden you have a deployment and you have to move that trip. So that's why we get a little bit more flexibility with that military ticket. So I'm not 100% sure what will happen for the military if they're going to fall into the category with annual passes and cast member tickets where they still need to make a park reservation to go to the park. We'll just have to wait and hear from Shades of Green and what the announcement is on that. I'm thinking definitely the salute tickets are going to need park reservations. I'm not sure if the Magic Your Way tickets, which are the slightly discounted tickets, maybe we will now have a start date when we purchase them. So we'll wait and see what happens with that. But for a majority of people who are going to the parks that aren't annual pass holders, who are not cast members and not military families, nothing is really going to change for you except now you don't have to do that extra step of making that park reservation and feeling stressed out when you get to Walt Disney World and you don't have a reservation and you can't get into the park. Which this directly leads into introducing good to go days for annual pass holders and cast members. These are going to be days where they don't need a park reservation, that they can just show up to the park. It's more than likely going to be times and off peak seasons, definitely like Thursday through Friday, weekdays that are going to be like that. They don't have to have a park reservation to go. And I understand this because annual pass holders and cast members, it's kind of a wild card. You can predict based on room reservations and the amount of tickets sold for guests, how many people are going to go to the park. Disney is really tracking every movement you make if you are a Disney guest. You know, our magic bands are linked to our name, to our resort. Our park tickets are linked to us. They can decide an average amount of people who are going to be entering the parks that day. Annual pass holders, you really can't predict that. Cast members, you can't predict that. So I understand during peak seasons, especially the Christmas time, the Halloween parties, that kind of stuff, or even on holiday weekends, why they would want annual pass holders, cast members to make reservations, because they need to know that they're not going to hit capacity. And those guests that are traveling in or staying at the resorts are going to be locked out of the park. Now, I will not say it's possible for like Magic Kingdom to sell out, even if you're a traveling guest. It's rare, but it does happen. But at least this way Disney can plan and try to make sure that they have enough room for those guests that are traveling from out of town to make sure that their guest experience is at the highest, that they're not getting shut out of parks because maybe there's something going on and a bunch of annual pass holders show up. I know that's still a little frustrating for annual pass holders, but with having more good to go days and Disney returning back to its almost normal schedule that you saw pre-pandemic, I think it will work okay and annual pass holders won't be as upset. All right, so this next one's going to be a long one. Disney is bringing back Disney dining plans. Do I think Disney dining plans save you money? Only 50% of the time. Will I be getting a Disney dining plan every single time I go to Walt Disney World? 
absolutely. So for those who don't know what a Disney dining plan is, it's basically a pre-played plan that allows you to have a certain amount of meals and snacks at Walt Disney World. Before, we used to have a card that we could charge, then it switched to the magnet band, and you pick a plan based on what you think you're going to need. Um, when we were doing bucket list trips with friends, we always picked the deluxe plan, which came with the most sit-down meals, the most snacks, because we knew we were going to go to character meal after character meal and signature dining after signature dining, and And so we wanted those bigger dinner portions that we could just tap our magic band and know that it was paid for. When we would go as a family and we were just doing like a DVC stay, so we were going for like four days, just our family maybe going to the parks two days, we would then get the lowest plan that included like one sit down meal and two snacks a day because that's all we really needed because we had groceries and we were going to be eating at our room in our resort because we have the full kitchen. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Blast off with Space Vacation the Musical as the Bloom family from the bright yellow planet takes a wild, weird, and wonderful intergalactic summer vacation. With original songs and stellar comedy, their trip goes delightfully haywire. Fun and adventure for all ages. Space Vacation the Musical on all podcast platforms now. Subscribe today. So I'm going to talk about the old plans. I don't know if they're going to just go back to the old plans right now on their website. It does have the older plans and it says that these are the ones coming back, but You know how Disney is. They have like eight months. They could tweak this website and it could be completely different. So in your quick service dining plan, this was our, if we were going by ourselves, we're not going to do a lot of heavy dining, but we wanted a meal plan. The best thing about this is it included a refillable mug, which I always suggest you purchase on your first day at your resort. Right now, I believe they're $19.99. Don't quote me on that. I do think that that's the price. And you can use it the entire stay and it has a window of, I believe, 10 days. You can extend it if your stay is longer, but the refillable mug alone was is 20 bucks right now. So let's say your stay is seven nights. I'm going to use the example on the website and you decide to do the quick service dining plan. That would include 14 quick service meals and seven snacks. So for instance, that gives you breakfast and dinner at a quick service location. So this is not sit down table service locations that are signature dining or character meals. It has to be considered a quick service meal. So let's say we're at Magic Kingdom. This is going to be a meal from Casey's Corner, Cosmic Rays, Pinocchio Village House. Those are going to be your quick service meals. And then your snacks are going to be things like Mickey ice creams. If you grab a snack from your resort, you can scan that in and use it for a snack credit. I don't recommend that though, but just to give you an example. So this is your I'm not doing a lot of heavy dining. We're just going to eat quick meals. But I want to know that two meals a day are already covered and I don't have to think about it anymore. Then you have the one, the Disney dining plan that we would use on our 
bucket list trips. So these are the trips that we typically would go on with friends because this is their first time at Walt Disney World or my whole family's going and we're going to do a heavier trip and do a lot of character meals. So this includes seven table service meals, seven quick service meals, and seven snacks if you had like a seven-day package, which allows you to have one basically character or signature meal a day, one quick service at any of the quick service locations, and then a snack a day. And just knowing that all of that is paid for is such a stress reliever. So one of the big things when we came back from the pandemic that was hard for my husband is we were booking places like Be Our Guest, Cinderella's Royal Table, and or Crystal Palace, and the bill would come. When you have five people eating and you're getting a bill every time, it's like $300 plus tip, $250 plus tip. And it was like creating a weird anxiety I had never seen in my husband before. And I'm like, we've always paid these prices for this. And he's like, yeah, but it's different. We didn't see it. And he was like, I didn't have to pay for it every time. I already knew it was prepaid because when we showed up at Crystal Palace for breakfast, I didn't have anxiety that my kid was going to eat two chicken nuggets because I already paid for it. So it wasn't even the fact that, oh, are we trying to save money using this dining plan? It was more that our package was already prepaid. We could do a character meal every single day that we were there and my husband never had to see a bill. And that made him happy. And honestly, it was a lot easier. So we enjoyed doing this package because we would really rack up the character meals. And then also we'd have our quick service. We usually eat breakfast in the room. And then if your kid's like, can I get a Mickey ice cream? You're like, sure, you have seven snack credits. And honestly, when you think of seven snack credits times five people, that means we had 35 snacks every vacation that we went on. So obviously Disney has it announced prices and we don't have the full scope of what these dining plans are going to include. I'm really basing this off of what we experienced over the years having the Disney dining plans. But is it actually a savings to you? It's a 50-50 on that one. If you have a room that's discounted or you get a discounted package or sometimes Disney will do promotions like they had the dining promo, the old promo would be free Uh, basic dining package, which was like the quick service package. That's a deal because then that is giving you a discount of some sort. So the dining package is definitely worth it because that one is free. If you're adding a dining package to your resort, you may not necessarily save dollars. If you do the math out to how much a snack costs versus a quick service, and then you're not sharing meals. So for instance, a lot of budgeting tips that I give people is like share a kid's meal because kid's meals are so big. Well, now if you have a quick service plan, everyone's getting their own meal and there's a little bit more waste. So you're not necessarily saving dollars every time unless you got that meal plan discounted. Now, before when the military discount was a little bit higher at Walt Disney World, it was a huge savings because we were almost saving 40%. Military discounts aren't that high now. And I don't know if when they add the dining plans back, if military dining plans will also be discounted. So there's a lot of information that's still missing to know, is it financially worth it to use a dining plan? 
once bookings start, I will definitely tap into my points hacking friends because it'll be interesting to know if there's a way to cancel out the cost of that dining plan. If you use certain credit cards, I don't know. We don't know what it's going to be billed under yet. So we'll see if that also is a way to save money because then maybe it's also worth it if you can cancel out what you're spending using a specific credit card. So now you're probably thinking, okay, well, so why is everyone going so crazy over having Disney dining if it's not a true savings? Now, I said sometimes it's not a true savings. So let me tell you how we feel we're saving money. First of all, we are in our signature dining character dining phase. So we are constantly paying and $72 for Cinderella's Roller Table, Arker Shoes Dining, Be Our Guest. We are at those high dollar table service meals. And when you're doing that every single day, those dollars also add up for a family and very quickly get to the same price or more than your Disney dining plan. So if you want to make that dining plan worth it, you make sure you are spending your credits on high dollar places. You are going to the most expensive quick service. You're going to the most expensive table service so that you're utilizing all those dollars because maybe you typically wouldn't go to that character meal or typically wouldn't eat at that specific quick service because you're trying to save some money. But now because you have your seven table credits and seven quick service, you can now eat at those places because you're going to maximize your dollars there. I told you the dining portion of this was going to be long, so I just have a few more points. So the other thing that I love about having Disney dining is you include it with your package with your room. So as you put that $200 deposit down, that's also going towards your dining plan. And I teach people to pay off your Disney trip each month. Disney doesn't offer a payment plan, but they allow you to book up to 499 days in advance if the calendar is open. So like the calendar opens for May and it will probably be open for all of 2024, which allows that 499 day window. But when we get to January next year, the calendar is still only going to be open till December. So you can't book 499 days in advance until the next year's calendar is open. But that gives you so much time to pay off your Disney vacation. And if you put your dining plan in with your room package, you're also paying off that dining plan. So when you hit that 30 days before when your whole balance is due, not only have you paid off your room, your tickets, you've also paid off 95% of your food, which is huge in terms of like a stress reliever. Knowing how much you're going to pay ahead of time always helps you plan and execute and get that cost done. So that way, when you're on your vacation, you're not worrying about it and you're not stressed out. One of my biggest grievances right now is that on my bank account, Walt Disney World does only says Walt Disney World. It doesn't specifically say dining. So you just see charge after charge after charge and you don't know what it's linked to, which in turn creates stress for my husband. And then he doesn't have as fun of a time because he's like, oh gosh, when is the next bill coming? So that is our major reason for also doing the dining plan. And you might be wondering, okay, well, you're Disney Vacation Club. I thought you can't do dining plans with Disney Vacation. 
Vacation Club. Well, that's not true. I can't attach a dining plan when I make my reservation, but I can outright pay for a dining plan. So we always budget buying the dining plan when we get a DVC room and it is still connected to us, it's still connected to our magic band. It's just not set up the same. So I'm not calling Disney and saying, can you add this to my reservation? There's no way to gradually pay it off. You call Disney, you say, I want this dining plan. And then they just set it up for you. So it's connected to your account and you pay for it. And then you have the same dining plan. So you can do it if you're a Disney Vacation Club member. I just don't think very many Disney Vacation Club members do it because it's not set up the same way as if you were booking a room through Disney or through a travel agent. Okay, so we're going to wrap up Disney Dining. And when they announce and show the packages on May 31st, I will definitely make sure I do a podcast on it and cover it. The great thing is we actually have a trip that we are going on the third week of January, and I'm just waiting for the dates to open up. So hopefully I will get really quick insight because not only are we going to Disney, we are taking one of my best friends from childhood and her family. So we are not planning on using DVC points. We're planning on staying at whatever military discounted resort is available. And so I can also let you know if they're going to be giving military discounts on the Disney dining plan and what that payment looks like when we have it all settled. So we move on to the next thing. And we've also learned that extended part time is going to be continuing in 2024. You have early entry for Disney resort guests and specific good neighbor hotels, which are usually the B resorts over in Bonnet Creek and then Swan Dolphin, Swan Reserve and Shades of Green. Um, also get those early entry hours. And then you have extended evening hours for deluxe resort guests. That is also going to continue. Disney is really trying to incentivize you to stay on property so you can maximize and get that extra time. So I'm really happy to see that that is going to be staying. And for the fifth and probably the most important announcement that happened is they are going to be making changes to Genie Plus. If you know me, if you've been here, you know I love Genie Plus. I love Genie Plus way more than Fast Pass Plus or the old Fast Pass system. I think it works better. I know everyone's upset you have to pay. But you know what? When I look at the cost of Universal's Express Pass, even SeaWorld's Pass to get on their roller coasters, Genie Plus is really not that expensive comparatively. I do think that they're getting closer. I think they're trying to reach that point. But I think Genie Plus works the way that it's supposed to. Even if you don't like it, I get it. I get it. It's it's annoying to pay for something that was free, but it was always going that way. It's the same reason why Uber charges us three times as much as it used to because they sucked us all in. Now we're dependent on it. And now they're like, we're going to charge you way more. Disney's a business and it's going to do the same thing. Now, user experience has always been a problem. I wouldn't be selling Genie Plus manuals if user experience wasn't such an issue or doing webinars over it if it wasn't such an issue. Do I think changes that they're going to make to Genie Plus will really change strategy? No. And this is why. What I'm hoping is that they're going to allow us to book a few selections ahead of time, the same way that they did with FastPass. What that did was allow you to plan a little bit better for your Disney vacation. It didn't eliminate the issue of lines or sellouts or anything like that, but you could plan your day better before you got there, and that reduces stress, and that improves guest experience, and I think Disney has listened to that. 
With that said, I do think Disney is going to incentivize you to stay on property. Again, they want you spending dollars on their resorts. I think it'll be something where resort guests get a six at their 60 day window. They can also book one or two Genie Plus selections and then maybe at 30 days everyone else can book from their dated ticket. I don't know how you work that out. I don't know how you make it fair. It sounds pretty tricky, especially with park reservations going away. I I don't know. We'll just have to see what Disney comes up with, but it looks like they're going to be making some changes. I definitely think there's going to be some incentives to staying at a Walt Disney World Resort. I'm excited to see it. Do I think that it changes strategy? Not really. I just think your strategy starts at 60 days versus the day you're there, which again, I think that will increase user experience. If you know, okay, we got this ride, this ride, we can book our individual lightning lanes at 60 days and we have our day built out. It makes it easier to map out and decide what other rides are important to you. What time should we see shows and what time should we do dining? If you can get those ride selections booked, it also will help you plan in zones, which is how I teach you to plan so that you're not running all over the park getting on rides. So I think it's going to be a positive thing. I'm I'm waiting to see. All of this is speculation. No one knows. They've not announced anything, but they have mentioned the possibility of booking before you arrive. They just haven't explained what it is. No matter what they say, people will be upset because you'll have the people who don't stay at Disney resorts that want to save a little bit of money that are like, that's not fair. Then you have the people who are going to stay there who are going to be like, only two rides. That's not enough. So no one's going to be happy. So just stick with me, kids, and I will help you plan your Disney vacation so that way you too can experience the magic with your family. All right, Disney family, that is it for today. I'm so glad you were here to go over the five big announcements that were made yesterday. Disney has been dropping news. I feel like every week, everything keeps changing. So definitely, I'm so glad that you are here to learn all the newest tips and tricks for your Disney vacation. Thank you again for listening. I'm so glad you're here. Have a magical day, everyone. Thank you so much for listening today. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss the next episode. And if you have a moment, I would love a review. Find me on social media at Well Hello Magic. Until next time, have a magical day.